What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back with part two of turkey hunting. Um, sorry, it's been a little bit of a delay. Um, the other audio wasn't the greatest, so I figured I'd just re-record it. Um, but... There's been a lot that's happened. I've come back partway through my work week to hunt, uh, not hunt, but to help my buddy Vince. He was planning on shooting a bear and uh, on my way to go see him to just kind of wait around in case he shot one. He shot one on my way home, so kind of worked out. We were able to get that all cleaned up, um, and hopefully we'll have him on the podcast uh, fairly soon, and uh, we'll kind of talk about that because it's uh, kind of a cool little story. It was uh, his whole bait setup and everything. It was um, didn't take... Uh, anywhere near as long as we thought it would but um worked out really well and it was kind of nice like being able to be there and help him out even when i was on my work week so that uh that was kind of a huge bonus um yes yeah, so we're just going to dive into the turkey hunt um part two kind of what happened after i left off the last episode um there was a bunch that i went through i ended up going back home doing a run of work going back out trying again and uh kind of went from there so um yeah we'll get into it hopefully you guys like it in the north hunting isn't just something we do it's our life we work hard all week so we can be outdoors all weekend it's the reason we're up before the sun and back in time to watch the stars my name is al strader You are listening to the Northern Boy Podcast. He was eating this the last time. He gave me just enough of a shot. Look at that. He looked big in the pictures, but he's even bigger. Redemption, baby. Oh, my. So cold sitting in this thing. The head on this thing. Wow. That is a big skull. That's a big bear. So we left off the last podcast. Um, pretty sure I was just on my way up there, kind of getting ready for it. Really excited um, and like pumped for to get out there and do this. And I, I think I sat the one night um, or scouted, no action and like that. <clears throat> so, oh, and I was also looking for, hoping to find uh, wild, wild edibles at the same time. Um, kind of just keeping it open to all options. But um, the main goal was I would, I was really going to be pumped if I found some morels because that's something we found last time when I was out with Andre. And uh, it's just like, like I was saying, it's it's a, one of those things that makes turkey hunting fun. Is um, Turkey hunting is fun on its own regularly, but just to have that start of the year 
and getting all that fresh stuff that's coming up. And it's kind of like the perfect kickoff to hunting season is being able to go out there, you know, scout, hunt, put a lot of miles on. But also you're seeing all this fresh stuff coming up. You're getting fiddleheads, you're getting leeks, you're getting mushrooms, you're getting all this stuff that you didn't have all winter long. Um, so it's just kind of like a perfect year, perfect way just to kick off your year in the outdoors kind of thing, which is why I just absolutely love it. And uh, it's one of my favorite favorite hunts is just because it's just that perfect springtime hunt. So I ended up going out to that, that field that I really liked. Um, we had some good luck there last time with Molson. Uh, we've seen lots of hens, uh, Molson and Jesse. We've seen lots of hens. Um, only had the one or two toms that were gobbling. So I was, wasn't hundred percent sure, but I figured I'd give it a go. So I get there, I, I set up camp. Um, there's not really anywhere in Crownland to camp around there, but I found a spot that was kind of off the road, kind of hidden. So nobody would kind of really see what was going on. Um, so I set up camp there. I just kind of slept in the box of my truck. Um, worked out great. Uh, I had the tunnel cover all the way through. I just closed with a tailgate and then I kind of threw a tarp, um, over the end in case it did rain just cause my tunnel cover wasn't sealed like a hundred percent. So I just wanted to make sure that I'd be good if it did pour. Um, but no, it was comfy. Uh, it was pretty good. I didn't, um, I should have kept my tailgate open with the tarp just so my feet could stick out cause I have a short box and I'm six one. So, um, I kind of had to sleep kitty cornered and sideways in there so it was a little bit uncomfy the first night um just because of that but warmth wise and everything was and bugs and everything was just it was perfect it couldn't ask for a better setup except for obviously the height getting in and out was kind of a pain but um but other than that it was it was kind of a cool setup um it was nice peaceful by the time i got back it was kind of late but i was able to have a little fire cook myself up some food um, and I did find some leaks on my searching around and scouting and stuff. Um, so I had, I, you know, I cut some of that up with, uh, with some of, uh, my curry chicken and rice and stuff like that. So it ended up turning out to be a, a pretty good little campfire meal. And then, uh, I kind of hit the hay early and just kind of tossed on some, some YouTube videos and, and passed out. But, um, so I got up nice and early cause I wanted to get there way early, like last time, just in case, cause it was a public land and it was a beautiful field. So got there early. And, um, sure enough, about, uh, five o'clock, um, another car rolls up on the highway, two cars. I was like, ah, darn, like finally, like somebody's kind of checked this out. So, um, he comes up, kind of talks to me cause I've been there already for like an hour. I was there an hour before daylight and, um, and he's, he came up to me and was like wondering where I was going to hunt. And I was asking him the kind of the same thing as his first time trying it. And, uh, so I was like, oh, well, I want to try in that back corner, kind of like where Jesse was. Uh, a couple of years ago and uh but i said we were up at this end of the field and like you couldn't even see each other and um we had like a tom real close to us i was kind of roosting over top of that one valley um so you know might be a good idea he was trying to get his buddy his first bow his first turkey and uh kind of show him the ropes and stuff like that so i was like yeah that might be a good spot because he's right there you know might be right there he was definitely roosting in that area multiple days in a row so it, very likely he's in there again so I went down to the back end of the field. They went up to set up at the top end closer to the vehicles. I got in. Um, there's like a trail that kind of goes down and it drops into the back, which we never really explored much of um, when we were there before. We kind of just stuck to the field, didn't really do a lot of walking around. Uh, not up there. We did lots everywhere else, but for some reason we never really explored this property. So I found a little spot, sat out. It was getting kind of early, but um, like kind of late, like the sun was up and stuff, but we got in there, I got set up and 
sit down. I had to, I have a Jake um, decoy, and um, and I had the hen out there, and um, it's, it took him forever. I even tried the owl hoot going out there again, and um, and then shot gobbling them just did not work. I tried, I tried the store bought ones, and like this whole time I was down there, I tried store bought. Like I tried the owl hooter, and I tried the crow, and nothing, man. None of these birds, none of these birds would light up. The only time they would light up is with a hen call. Um, so I sat, I waited a bit and then, uh, started slowly with my hand call, got one to gobble. And then once they started going, there's probably about five or six around this field. There's a couple up towards them, but the rest were all in this back corner. Um, so it got me really excited. It was like, it's way better than it was the year before. Cause you're like, or the couple years before, cause it was just all hens. But this time at least there was some males. So I was very pumped. Um, I heard on one of the podcasts that there's one guy, he used his hat um, to kind of flutter to make it sound like the hen getting out of the tree, which I thought was a great idea just to kind of add some extra noise because I often will, as I'm hen calling, use a stick or something, and I'll flick leaves as if it's like her scratching, going through the leaves eating. So that's something I'll do fairly often that I find helps a lot instead of just a call, adds a little bit of realism to it. So I tried that with my fan. I tried to flop down, but didn't seem like anybody was really too, too interested. Nobody came down right away. Um, but when they did, they started, two of them started making their way up to the field because they could hear them coming over top of the hill. Um, I could hear them walking. I could hear them gobbling. And then um, two hens popped out probably two, 300 yards across from me at the far end. And uh, they were out doing their thing. And I was like, right on, cool, like, this might help. Like, I'm pretty close to that tree line if the if the toms do come out or jakes or whatever they are. It sounded like toms, but it's hard to say. Um, but if they do come out, they're close enough to me that they might loop over, check out my thing. I might be able to get a shot before they actually go over and see those hens if that's what the game plan is. So they're getting close, and it's like I can almost see where that trail is, but they have to be, like, right close to that trail. And those hens, they start looping towards where I hear the toms coming. And at first they're going slow, and it's a lot. They're just kind of walking, and I'm like, hey, "Well, it's not bad, you know. Like if they all kind of meet in the middle, like that'd be kind of cool. At least I can still see them, get a good shot off or something." Um, and then all of a sudden, about 150 yards out, they just full sprint right to that corner where those toms are, and just like I'm watching this, and I'm like, "Oh, that's exactly what they did last. Like the last time we were here, the hens would meet up with the toms, and they drop them down in the bush into those valleys, and we would never see them again." So. I was watching them, and they ran straight there. Gobbler shut up, and that was it. That was the end of it. I was like, so right away, as soon as I had lost track of those hens, I got up, grabbed my gun, and I started walking towards that that um, back trail, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start following them back there. I'm going to see where these go, and I'm going to see if maybe with my tail fan I can kind of get them pissed off or something and try to make something happen. So I get back there. I start kind of making my way through. Didn't see them. Didn't see them. Then I'm walking around. I finally get down to the bottom. I go up. There's a nice pole line in the back and turkey scratches everywhere and like nice spots to set up. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't sit there that morning or that I hadn't sat there before. And it was just kind of, you know, frustrating that I was like, darn, like so many opportunities that, to hunt here. And we never checked it out. Ended up being super beautiful. Um, calling, calling, nothing really happening. I wanted to go take a look at that pole line, so I kind of continued down the trail, 
found a spot that was seemed like it was fairly easy to cross and um walking out to take a gander into the pole line because it's wide open nice green grass and uh, definitely turkey tracks in there so they definitely move around and in that grass and hang out there um went to step past this log and i seen a giant black morel and i was like fuck yeah like right on like there's one of the things that i really wanted to find like i already found some leaks and i know where they kind of are like they were still a little fresh because uh, you couldn't pop them up and break them but um the leaves were really good so i was kind of bummed i mean i was kind of pumped i was like yes finally found some mushrooms started looking around found two more and these were like giant like coke can kind of black morels put them in my bag walked around came back out started looking around again because there usually there's more right so i'm looking and end up coming up with five all together a couple smaller ones but the majority of them were like coke can size which was phenomenal looked around couldn't find anything else so i started going back towards and this has been i don't know it's probably 7 30 when uh 738 ish when the hens ran over and kind of pulled those toms out so this has probably been about half an hour because probably about 830 839 ish no close to 830 so i started walking back going back up that trail and i'm just every once in a while i'm just squawking on my slate call and uh i get a response and he's in the valley between me and the field i was like cool right on like and i'm kind of walking and i seen one up on the ridge and I, i'm assuming it was a hen but she was kind of motoring and I stopped and she didn't like, she didn't like really go crazy, but she was moving with purpose, right? Call again, gobble. And it wasn't, it wasn't the one that I seen. I was like, perfect. So I kind of go up that trail part way. There was like this nice log that was laid down and the sun was at my back. I was like, perfect. I'm just going to get behind this log, put my gun on it. And, uh, I pulled out my mushrooms so I wouldn't squish them cause it's on my, uh, game bag on like game sack on the back of my turkey vest so i pulled them out and laid them out beside me get my little vest ready get everything ready let out one more doesn't really say much and then like maybe about five minutes after gobbles again and he's loud now he's coming up and he starts coming up over that ridge and i see him he pops up beautiful tom nice long beard on him it's probably close to like 10 inches and um he makes his way starts coming down and uh, he wasn't strutting, but he was just walking slow, but he was coming towards me. And then he kind of paused, and I brought up my range finder and uh, ranged him just to, just so I had an idea. And uh, he was 94 yards, and he's kind of picking around, doing his thing. I do a few more scratches. And this whole time in between, I'm sitting there, and I'm flicking leaves, stuff like that, right? So I'm making it sound like I'm an active hen kind of moving around this one area, you know? As soon as I do that, he starts coming towards me again. And uh, he's closing distance, like he probably got to 80, but I obviously wasn't checking again now that he's, you know, looking in my direction and coming this way. I had no decoys set up. All I had was my fan. And then uh, all of a sudden, like he did, he wasn't full strut, but his tail was kind out, and he was like happy bird. He wasn't red. He was that kind of bluish, whitish, like he wasn't terrible. All of a sudden, everything locked right up. He stopped, and then he started going straight sideways across that, and I heard talking. I was like, oh, no, like, of course that's what's happening right now. And I was just hoping that he was going to come down and come towards me so I could still get a shot off. But he went straight, opposite direction, going towards the field, and he just kept going. And then about two minutes later, those two hunters that were sitting in the back come right over top exactly where he was, like almost on top of his tracks and over top of the hill, and I just kind of, like, give them a wave, stand up, grab my mushrooms, walk back up to the field. I get into the field, and I just, like, sit there for a second, just like, 
flustered, like, damn, like, so close, first day, and there he was right there. Do you love good coffee? Do you also love waterfowl hunting? If you said yes to one or both of these questions, Ducked Up Coffee's for you. The Smith Brothers, born in the Central Flyway, set out to find the best coffee available. They tasted and tried coffee from all over the world. What you see is their favorites. The coffee's roasted by our neighbors in the South and the USA. These are brothers that care just as much about waterfowl hunting as they do their coffee. There's no third-party shipping. Every bag of coffee is packaged by these boys and sent out of Nebraska. And if you're lucky, you'll still smell some gunpowder from the hunt that they were probably out on that morning. With coffee names like First Light, Full Choke, and Gundog Delight, this is serious coffee with a sense of humor shipped right to your door. Visit DuckedUpCoffee.com. Put some duck in your cup. So I make my way back to the truck, grab my decoys, and I sit there, and I, I have nowhere to go. This is where I want to hunt. Um, I, I want to hunt in the afternoon, so I'm kind of, like, just hanging out. So I grab my food, and I carry, like, a tote that has all my um, my camping stuff. And usually when I'm doing my hunting stuff, I have I have a tote that's just all, like, food and snacks. So I have, like, you know, a canned ham, and I got uh, a bunch of different things. I usually bring wraps and, and cheese and stuff like that, so I can just make, like, a quick wrap and just something that will kind of give me some energy and... Uh, I have some cliff bars in there and uh, and and all kinds of like I have different soups and noodles and uh, different all all kinds of foods in there with my stove and stuff but I just I was making up a wrap and so the guys finally they come back out they grab their gear they come over and they're talking with me and I'm like hey man like seen you guys in the back like that was me that was over the hill and oh no it was and I told them that you know they were following a turkey that was coming right to me and they they jumped today and they were super bummed. They were they, they were definitely disappointed that they did that. But I was like, that's the way it goes. Like it's crown land. Like it's or public land. Like it's the way it ha- it happens. Like don't worry about it. It's like it's unfortunate, but it's the way she goes, you know. So they take off. They said they might come back later. They're not sure what's going on and stuff. So I kind of move around, do my thing. I uh, finish eating up. I kind of chill there. Put a few jerry cans in the truck just because I was running low on fuel. Um, I went and checked out a few more spots, drove around, seen some, but nothing was really moving, like nothing was really um, out in the fields. Um, so I just went and I ended up picking a bunch of leeks. Um, I wanted to bring some home for myself and uh, and friends and stuff to make potato leek soup and stuff. So I ended up getting some. It took me a while, but I got some. And then um, found a bunch of fiddleheads. I ended up packing uh, like two, three Ziploc bags full of fiddleheads. Um, at this one spot, it was just, they were just everywhere. The ostrich ferns were just like strong there. So it was kind of nice. Got a bunch of that and it helped me uh, kind of burn time, um, to the afternoon hunt. And I'm not, I'm not like, I, I've been turkey hunting. It's probably been about, sorry, excuse me. It's been probably about, um, oh, I don't know. And maybe in total, I've probably went out like three years and like, kind of spaced out so i'm not like a super you know experienced turkey hunter i'm still really new to the game so i was kind of like you know i was tired obviously so i was just like reclined in the truck lunchtime ish you know kind of wondering what i should do what time like is the evening hunting good like what should i do for the evening hunt like and uh for, and for people who don't know um turkey's done at uh i think it's seven o'clock seven seven thirty but it's 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 done early, and it's so like once it's once that cutoff comes, that's it. You're done because they're going to be roosting up in the trees, right? 
uh, or any time from then till dark is when they start roosting and they don't want you shooting them in the roost that's kind of the the idea behind that so so i'm just figuring out and i'm watching some youtube videos and reading some articles and stuff and one of the things was like you know if you can get a turkey to gobble more than likely in the afternoon he's a dead turkey because he's he's more apt to come in and and the more i read like a lot of guys really enjoy like that three o'clock kind of number and um so i was like okay well then i'm just gonna go back in there i'm gonna go down below not far from where that guy came over the ridge and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna set up camp back there so that's what i did i made my way back to that field and um uh and i was back in there and i started talking to andre because i didn't want to bug him because i know we were gonna we were gonna set something up um but then it didn't work out he had some people coming because he's doing like renovations in his yard and stuff so i didn't want to bother him so that's why i was doing the camping in my truck thing so i was just kind of shooting the shit with him and uh went down there got set up um i set up my hen decoy and jake kind of like there's there's a trail down there and it kind of comes to like a t hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so I set them up right in the middle of the tee. And then I went back and I found like there was this, almost this hole. It almost looks like somebody dug it out. But then there's a fallen log in behind it. So I sat in there. So I was kind of like my whole body was like in this hole. And um, just kind of sat there. I, I, I let out a call once. Waited half an hour. Let out a call. Like I mean, I have nothing else to do but wait till morning anyway. So, um just kind of played it like that every half hour i'd let out a call and i'd flick some leaves around and stuff like that and you know snapchat and message people and stuff like that and i was messaging andre and he wanted me to come over that night and and camp in his yard and stuff so just because it's been a minute so um you know kind of talking through that and then i started looking up do my call nothing really and then uh i look up on top of the and actually at this point before i see him I did get a gobble, but it was like, it was, it was behind me and, uh, very faint. That was it. I don't know if it was, it was, it seemed like it was right after one of my calls, but I can't be a hundred percent sure. Um, so, you know, I heard that and I was like, that might be good. And then probably about 10 minutes of silence goes by and the gobble, he, he gobbles like in the same direction of where he was in the morning in one of those valleys between me and the field. And right away I was thinking like, oh, that's, that's right on. Like, so I take my slate, I do a light call. He lights up right away. Like I didn't even finish the last call and he lit up. I was like, perfect. Let everything, I just stopped. Let everything happen. Cause I'm still remembering that article. Like if you can make him gobble, he's a dead turkey. So I was kind of hoping about that. Right. So I'm waiting and, uh, nothing, probably about 10, 15 minutes of just silence. And then all of a sudden, I see a, something move on top of the hill straight ahead of me. And uh, sure enough, I bring up my knockers, and it's the Tom. He's just coming over top of the hill. See his little top of his tail, comes right over. He finds his nice spot, and he starts strutting, spitting, drumming, everything up top there. And uh, range him. He's at 84 yards. I was like, 
damn, like it just like be nice if he just came that extra 20, 30 yards. And uh, he did that back and forth. I'd call a little bit. He'd gobble. But uh, he was just watching my hen decoy and just didn't wanted her to come to him. Didn't want anything to do with him. Um, and it's I was almost straight line with my decoys, but he didn't spook, which was nice. But I was not in a great setup for where he came out. I was kind of hoping that there, he was going to come down one of the trails or something. But just the way he came on that ridge, I wasn't thinking, wasn't expecting him to be coming from up there and like um, strutting up there. So I'm kind of waiting, and then I hear walking behind me, and I'm like, "Oh my! Like maybe that's that one that was gobbling behind me." I started looking around, and it's this hen. She walks 10 feet beside me, goes right up to where he is, and I'm thinking, like, that freaking bitch again. Like, she's going to pull this guy away from me. But thankfully, she walked up towards him. He wanted nothing to do with her. He liked my decoy, and she kind of walked around where he was, and then she took off, and he stayed there. And then uh, it was like half an hour of him sitting up there, and I was like, man, like, I just feel like I have to do something because these decoys, they're not pulling him in. And he's just sitting there. He's not. Um, he's not trying to get closer. Um, he's just watching her strutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I like. I have my tail fan. Um, so I hold it up, and I try to like flick it a bit. And he looks at it, kind of closes his fan, opens back up again. But then he turns around and he keeps strutting. But then he struts over top of the ridge and then goes back down over the ridge. And I was like, "Fuck! I just blew that hunt. Like I had him." You know, I should have just been patient. I should have just played it right out till till seven and seen what he did. Um, so I was kind of down on myself, and I was like, I have nothing, nowhere else to go. I'm just going to stay here. Maybe another one will come out. Like, I'm not, I have no idea what, what to do at this moment. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have got closer um, to where he was, um, just in hopes he would come back. But I stayed in my same spot, everything like that. And I, I let out a couple gobbles again. Then I just left it. But a half an hour later, see the little redhead in between the trees. Sure enough, bring out my binoculars. Same spot he was before. He came back over top of the hill. Goes right back to the spot where he was, spitting and drumming again. Back and forth, strutting. And I'm just, like, kicking myself in the ass. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have moved ahead like that to within shooting distance, you know, because then he would have came right over top of the ridge. He would have been right in my range, and I could have popped him. So... I sat there. I what this time I was like, I'm not bringing out that fan. I'm just gonna lightly call once in a while and just see what happens. And I did that. He played for another half an hour, and then he took off probably about I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes before seven o'clock. And um, he went back over top. Actually, he came down the hill, got me excited because the trail's right there, and I was hoping he was gonna come down to the trail and then come towards the hens. Did my hen decoy, but he came down the trail and he obviously went the other direction and I never seen him again. So um, it was definitely, I should have, it's hard to say because I obviously didn't think he was going to be there, but one of the things was I was kind of too close to being right behind the decoy. Although he was elevated, it was kind of different. But And another thing, talking to some friends, is what I probably should have did is not even set up a decoy at all. I probably should have just left that, not even bothered bringing one in the bush. I should have had that so then he would have been looking for that hen that he clearly seen from the top of the hill so he knew he didn't have to move he's like she can come to me where at least if she wasn't there he would have been coming down like oh i don't see her maybe she's behind that tree maybe she's over this ridge maybe she's about you know what i mean so i should have played it out that way and uh yeah so i i didn't didn't get the opportunity um ended up calling her that night um 
seen a bunch of deer, um, which was kind of nice. There's deer all over the place there. Went, stayed at, at uh, Andre's, um, and then uh, decided that uh, I'd hunt his back property um, in the morning. Went back there, no gobbles, no nothing, um, just the way it worked out. They usually sometimes roost there along that big field of his, but just weren't there that morning. Um, I did some moving around, tried some stuff that afternoon, but I had to go back that night. Um, so I took off, went back home, did my work run, was kind of calling it, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to try. Come back. This time I brought my hammock. I ended up stringing it up. Uh, it's one of the pictures that are up on uh, Instagram right now, but I strung it up in between um, uh, the power lines, the steel power line structure there. I uh, hung it in there, which worked out perfectly. Same spot um, on the where I was camping, but this time I just wasn't in the back of my truck. Um, <clears throat> went out to that field. Um, I can't remember now if I did sit. No, I, I sat. Um, I sat in the field. I was hoping that somehow, some way, that they would uh, they would come out to the field, just because they almost did that one morning. So I sat there, had the decoy out. And uh, seen about six or seven deer, but um, nothing. Heard some gobbling, but wasn't as much as before. Um, it almost looked like uh, almost looked like one got shot down around where I was playing with that turkey in the back. Uh, there was feathers all over the place, and there were like the feathers from um, like up around his back, not his actual tail fan. So it, it looked like somebody popped him, and it would have been like twenty feet from where I was sitting. And uh, there was no gobbles at all that morning. Um, sorry, I misunderstood. Like I miss, I misspoke earlier when I thought I, said I thought I heard it, but there was none that morning when I sat there. Um, no gobbles at all. Um, I seen one hen in the back. Walked around, tried some stuff, called around, sat there that afternoon, hoping that they'd come back. There'd be somebody there coming to roost. Um, absolutely nothing. I had a deer come to within uh, ten yards of me. She ended up blowing at me, and that was the only action I had that day so it was kind of a real bummer going back out there just to be you know kind of like hit in the face with having to start all over again um especially when i was so close that first couple days the last time so i started looking around started moving spots because i knew i couldn't just stay there um tried some new spots found some nice new spots and then um i was kind of kind of bummed i was i was messing with some buddies and i was just like you know just down and like thinking like hey like i'm probably not gonna be sticking around here much more like especially because they're calling for tons of rain and and uh, i just didn't want to be camping out there and hunting like that all just in the pouring rain right so um so i i i go out and uh figured i'd try walking this one spot it uh this crown land this public land lines up with the field and um so i figured i'd try it get out of the truck kind of like you know moseying along didn't really bring my decoys or anything didn't bring anything um, just my gun and uh started walking along and then right in the middle of the field like i was like maybe 30 yards away from the truck there's a there's a tom out of the middle of the field i get down right away come back with my binoculars and uh i just see him out there i was like right on he's got a decent little beard nothing crazy and then uh try try calling nothing 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 and then uh, so i go back to my truck grab my decoy and uh, this is morning ish this isn't, uh, yeah, this isn't, um, cause I left that spot, uh, the field probably around cause I went back there. 
and then the next morning tried and there was still nothing because I sat back in the bush and then this is like probably nine o'clock I'm trying this spot kind of like second day last day for me kind of idea and um yeah trying nothing um I, I sneak over there um set up my decoy kind of lay back hoping he'll see that and maybe it'll pique his interest to come over to the public land nothing um it took me a while finally i got a response but it wasn't him it was another one and then i noticed that there was two jakes just on the other side of the field across from where this one was and then this tom started moving but it looked like he's been shot before because he had like a massive limp to him and um he was kind of crossing the field, but he was, they were just all playing in this field. And I just, I sat there for probably about two hours. Um, and they kind of moved on that one time was, he moved to a different area in that field. and I couldn't really see any of them anymore. So I got up, got back to the truck and I figured I'd drive and see if I could find if there's who the property owner was and see, um, I pulled in and on the map, you can tell there's a field in the back of where this one is. This one's right off the road, but there's one f- further back. And there was a truck parked on the trail hunting that back one. And this one, this property was just like a, bar, a couple barns. There was no house to it. And there was no houses anywhere near it, which was kind of frustrating. So I didn't really know whose it was. So I was like, ah, I'll just, I'll just hunt the, I'll just go back in that public land and I'll, I'll just kind of go around in the afternoon and set up somewhere back in there and see if, you know, they're definitely right close to here. So, um, and I, and I want to say, cause this is close to that field spot and, uh, the last uh, that, first day I came back um when I was leaving in the afternoon when I got back to my truck there was somebody else who was hunting that field somewhere I don't know exactly where because I didn't see him but ended up talking with him for a bit and he pointed in the direction of this other field that had lots of lots of birds but he just never got a shot at any of them and uh it just so happened where I went was in the kind of direction that he pointed so I don't know if that's the exact spot he was talking about it wasn't called the same thing but it was just this big, long, loopy trail, hiking trail, um, back on public land. So, um, I get back in there in the afternoon, set up the decoy in a spot where I, you know, thought would be decent. If they were coming through the field, they might see it and come through the opening and they would at least get close enough before they hang up that I could shoot it, take a shot at them. Um, sure enough that Tom was back, the wounded one, he was back, Jake's were back, um, and uh, at one point it was like it was it was frustrating because I could just see them they were just walking all back and forth along that grass that field and there was just like it was almost like they were pets like they just they they knew they were safe there and they just did not want to leave and um, yeah I waited right through right through till seven started kind of raining and uh, for shits and giggles I just went to drive there back up by his driveway just to kind of see if like where they were just because I seen them moving around but I weren't sure and like like. 15 yards from the truck just on the grass both both jakes just sitting there chilling no issue you know eating uh the other tom that was kind of wounded he was like running away but he was still like you know 20 30 yards from the truck running towards the bush line i was just like damn you guys are lucky that i'm a good guy and i don't want to you know shoot you on somebody else's property like it was bad enough i just drove up there just to take another look you know but um yeah, so then I, I just kind of packed everything up, went went back to that little spot. I had to pump my tire because I had a slow leak going on after that. And then, um, and then you know, made my way home, and that was it. That was the end of my turkey hunt. Um, it was kind of uh, kind of a bummer, the second one. The, f- the first one was so good. 
uh, and there's so many turkeys around and everything, but I just think that that was that kind of it just it just ended up being too much pressure in the end, and along with somebody possibly shooting it because that's what it kind of looked like. Didn't find a shell or anything, but that's just what it looked like. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of a bummer, but um, all in all, it ended up being a good hunt. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was good. The, the solo camping was kind of fun, you know, like it's uh, it's something I've obviously been doing a lot lately. Um, it's just kind of solo hunting, solo camping and stuff and uh, kind of having fun with it. Um, and it's uh, it's definitely peaceful and not having to worry about, um, you know, keeping somebody else hidden, keeping somebody else quiet. Um, all those kind of things that comes along with having a cameraman or a friend or a wife or anything like that. Like uh, it's just it's just when it's... There's nobody else to blame but yourself when it's just you out there. Definitely makes filming the hunts a little bit harder, but I've just been solely relying on my GoPro um, for the close-range stuff. And I think kind of far away or anything like that, I bring my bigger camera. Or if, I'm, if I was going to do a spot and stock, I can bring my big camera, set it up, and then do the spot and stock and use my GoPro for the close-up stuff. So kind of had it set up that way. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of it was, it was not the way I wanted to go, but it still went good. Um, the second time around, uh, on my way out, I stopped and I gathered like three bags of, um, leaves for the leeks. Cause when I was talking to Andre, he was saying like right now that was the best time for them because they're bright green and, uh, you can fry them up just like you would spinach or add them to salads or, or, um, I, I the, uh, lash ended up uh, suggesting leek butter and, uh, never really heard, like I heard about it, but I never really thought of trying it. So I brought it, grabbed three bags of it. I ended up making, uh, oh, how much did I make? Like six pounds of leek butter. So I was able to give a bunch to friends. And basically you're just, you're buying um, like regular unsalted butter and you're just um, blending up the leaves and get them really fine. And then you're just blending it into the butter and then using like that. But it tastes really good. Steak and eggs, anything you're going to use butter for just gives it that really oniony garlic kind of a taste to it. Um, so I had lots that I was able to give to friends and stuff, which was awesome. Um, but plus the fiddleheads and stuff, I came home with a good, a good bounty. It wasn't turkey, but, um, it was still fun. There was good memories. Um, did a lot of foraging, which was nice. A lot of walking. Um, and yeah, it was a great time, but, uh, really good. Um, also <clears throat> this whole time been, uh, been using ducked up coffee, drinking that, uh, dark roast that I have. And, um, the full choke and it's like unreal been giving it to friends and everything like that and it's just it's definitely one of the smoother coffees i've had and um yeah just uh just going through it it's really good i'm very excited to try the light and medium roast just to see what it's like uh, like i'm uh, i really like this i seen on one of their posts that they did uh, their light roast um their first light they did uh, iced coffee with it and I'm a real big iced coffee guy, so I'm kind of excited to get that and start brewing some iced coffee with it. Um, but all in all, just kind of been a great season so far. Vince has his bear. Um, I actually just set out a bait yesterday um, and got to work, and the bear's already hitting it. So when I get off work, I'm going to have three days that I can kind of play with to try to get a bear down. But um, so, you know, going to be working on that. Got a few more guests lined up. Um, I know Tanner's going to be coming on the podcast. He's been busy. He's gotten a turkey. He's got a he's got a bear. I think his girlfriend got a bear, or sorry, his wife got a bear. Um, so he's got he's got a bunch. So I'm looking forward to get him on. 
and uh, and then, like I said, I want to get Vince on, and then a friend of mine from work here, um, he had a bear climb a stand, and he had to take a shot at it. Um, kind of a crazy story and stuff like that. So I think I might try to get him on this week too. Um, just try to get some episodes going, but just get some cool stories out there, especially this time of year. So stay tuned for those. Um, hopefully you guys like this. If you guys have any questions, suggestions, anything like that, reach us, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Northern boy podcast. And then, um, if there's any topics or anything you guys would like to hear us cover, um, just just message me dm us uh, private message however you guys would like um also you can follow us on tiktok uh same thing either northern boy or northern boy podcast i got both accounts out there so um yeah thanks for listening guys and uh hopefully we'll have a few more good podcasts coming and hopefully at the end of this run i'll get that bear down and uh, we'll be talking about that so until the next time guys out in the sticks that's the only place that he calls home and he roams well he's a northern boy but heart of a rebel Grew up in the woods and baptized in a swamp With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.